I guess that's not how I actually start this thing. Hey, it's Doug. It's 7.21 on Friday morning. Uh, What's today? August 2nd, I believe? Maybe it's August 1st. I can't keep these things straight anymore. It's the first Friday in August, just before the long civic weekend, the civic holiday weekend, which in Toronto, I believe, is known as Simcoe Day on Monday, named after Lord Simcoe. Was it Lord? I think so. Who uh, was basically responsible for much of the sort of planning and laying out of uh, Ontario. Uh, And uh, in particular, his wife was responsible for naming the Scarborough area Scarborough because as the story as it goes, as true or not, uh, the handed down story is that they were on their boat. Uh, I always imagine they're on like some sort of luxury yacht they've, you know, they got like some sort of crazy party music going on uh, out in Lake Ontario. And uh, as they sailed by the bluffs, the gorgeous Scarborough Bluffs, if you've never seen them, do yourself a favor, search on the internet, search up Scarborough Bluffs and uh, and Scarborough, Scarborough, Ontario, because as they went by the bluffs here, uh, apparently Elizabeth Simcoe, Lady Simcoe, said to, was it John? George, Ringo, Paul, I can't remember what his name was, uh, Mr. Simcoe, Lord Simcoe, he said, she said, she said, reminds me of our, of the cliffs of Scarborough. I guess, something like that. She might have sounded more like, hey, boy, reminds me of Scarborough. Anyway, uh, looks like apparently the cliffs of Scarborough in the UK, in England. Something like that. Uh, so that's what is happening this weekend. Simcoe Day. Woohoo! I'm Simcoe. Uh, that is why I will have Monday off, which will be welcome because after, uh, well, I guess I haven't, haven't really talked in a while. So, uh, last week I took the week off from, uh, from the previous Friday. Oh gosh. This is going to be hard, all the dates. Anyway, I took a week off. So uh, basically, I did a Saturday to Sunday off uh, over a week in between. Is that a helicopter? I think it is. Uh, Sorry, there's like a weird thing in the sky, which I will get to later. Remind me, put a pin in that. uh, Weird things in the sky. Um, So I took a week off, and I went away with my family, my family, uh, my wife and my da- my wife and my daughter, my kid, uh, we went to a place called uh, Fern Resort. And Fern Resort, if you are a longtime listener, you will probably remember. You probably won't, really. Honestly, you won't. But you may remember uh, me recording an episode or two from there. Um, and it is up near Aurelia, Ontario, on. Lake Akuchiching, and it is a family resort that uh, is uh, so-called all-inclusive, although it, there's all sorts of things that are not included, so uh, there's always a big asterisk beside, uh, is it asterisk or asterix? I think it's asterisk. Um, I'll check that later. Uh, no, I won't. Um, 
the uh, yeah the all inclusive is definitely not one hundred percent true because you do have to pay for uh, your bar bill, and there are a few activities that are over and above the cost of staying there for the week, uh, like going on the banana boat, which is a large inflatable that looks like a banana, kind of a three pontoon or two pontoon sort of two smaller inflated pontoons on the outside and one large yellow pontoon in the middle that looks remarkably like a banana and so everybody calls it the banana boat it's really there's something about being a uh, you know 48 year old man standing in a lobby telling the person behind the desk that uh, their kid wants to go for a ride on the banana boat it's just like really is this what I've come to <laughs> <laughs> she wants to go for a ride on the banana boat. <laughs> anyway, she did. She went on the banana boat. She had a lot of fun. She met a friend while she was there. And uh, and I'm talking of my daughter, of course. Uh, she made a friend who is who hails from Manitoulin Island. Uh, and, uh, boy, I was really proud of Clara on this, uh, um, this vacation. She... She was pushing herself. She was trying things that were new, uh, trying different activities that uh, she maybe wouldn't normally try. She tried rock climbing. She tried riding on the banana boat. She tried, uh, she tried like leaving the table and going to get her own um, like food at the kids' buffet which previously I would have had to walk with her to get to the buffet and, like, you know, work, worked her through it. She did it. She did it on her own. Now, the choices she made for food were not always the greatest, but you know what? She did it on her own, and, and she ate that food, so that was good. Um, so it was great. She made a little friend, and she had some, she had some quality time with that friend, and they are now internet friends uh, and pen pals. They uh, have written letters, apparently, to each other. Clara just sent one off the other day. So, it's very exciting. It's, it's you know, part of the joys, I guess, of being a parent is watching your kid have fun, and that's part of the whole reason why we went to this resort, even though when I get there, I start to look at it and think, boy, I'm paying how much for this? And the shuffleboard discs are all broken, and the, the poles are losing their ends. Like, can't they sink some of this money that I'm paying to stay here? Can't they sink it, in, sink it into, like, improving this place? Which, yes, they should. They really should do some work on improving the place. But on the other hand, I those little things shouldn't matter as much as, as they might seem to in that moment in my head. It's, as long as we can do what we're doing at, at that moment in, in bonding. You know, Clara and I played shuffleboard, for instance. Uh, she really didn't want to play, but she knew that I wanted to play, and she ended up being pretty good at it. She kind of... I mean, I, I went a little easy on her because I, I wanted her to try playing again because, actually, I kind of enjoy shuffleboard. I'm hoping they install one at the uh, <laughs> the townhouse complex. <laughs> it's like a little resort. Um, I can see when I get older, I'm going to be really, really a, a big shuffleboard player uh, I remember playing it as a kid and really enjoying it so something about sliding stuff it's, it's a lot of fun um, but I took it pretty easy on her but she still was really good the great thing was that she was uh, she's sort of at that 
uh, age and that that size and that strength where her uh, basically her hardest push gets it down the shuffleboard uh, was it a court and it pretty much can't make it much further than the second triangles so she's you know gonna get a gonna get a 10 if she gets it in there and she's, she'll get an eight if if not right if she goes a little far so she definitely had that advantage now she was not much of a strategic thinker she didn't put up any guards she didn't you know didn't have the strength to take out any of mine um and she had the cute but she did have the cuteness factor on her side to sort of flash me the sad eyes and say don't take me out so uh, so i didn't <laughs> only once or twice did i because because you have to you have to teach these kids slowly that they're not always going to win but yeah she still beat me two games um so it was fun it was it was a great week to just turn off i more or less turned off my phone i really didn't look at twitter much i really didn't look at uh i rarely looked at facebook I looked at Instagram more just to see what other people were doing, and it was more so that I could just post a few Instagram memories to brag, I guess. I, I don't know why I do this. I, like, why? Why do I feel it necessary to post pictures of us having fun at, at this resort? You know, why can't I just enjoy it? But, you know, there was a moment there where I, on Twitter where I, we were on the trampoline, and I was hopping up and down, and I just thought, well, uh, maybe people want to see me hopping up and down on a trampoline. So I did a little live Doug hops and down, hops up and down on the trampoline. I, I guess I kind of get to that that sometimes I get to those moments where I just I wish to share my experience with more than just myself and my kid. I just want to share it with other people. So maybe that's why I do it. But I don't know. It's a strange ego thing, I guess. Um, so that was that was lovely. It was just nice to basically leave work on the Friday shut it off just like when basically when i shut down the computer and walked out the door i forgot about just about everything that i was working on at work until this monday when i got back to work and i had to turn it all back on again um and it took me a while to kind of get back into the swing of work again (laughs) you know having nine days off and um it was it was a bit of a challenge kind of getting back into things luckily there you know well luckily and not so luckily uh (laughs) it appeared that they didn't really miss me that much at work because things continued without falling apart without me um which is a good thing and a bad thing Uh, you never want them to basically realize that you're not that important uh (laughs) and uh and that you're not replaceable um or you want them to re- you want them to think you're not replaceable uh, when they realize that you are replaceable uh, that becomes a problem um, <laughs> but uh, I did have a good day yesterday which was Thursday where uh, one of the sets that I've been working on for well I think I saw the date of like one of the first issued drawings for this set uh, from like May end of May um, it's been kind of going for quite some time. And uh, I just came across one of those drawings, and, and it finally opened up yesterday. And it, it was an office set. And uh, 
Yeah, it looked good. It looked really good. Um, there was a lot of uh, compliments regarding it. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, people telling me I did a good job when, you know, I really, I, I did some of the work, but, you know, there was a lot of people that did the hard work, the very hard work of making it actually look like what I had, I, I guess, drawn up and, and designed. Um, and it wasn't all just my design. This was coached by, you know, our production designer who he kind of had his original view of, of what he wanted to see in this space. And I just kind of helped to make that, um, that image, that the, the picture to give to everybody else to have them make it become reality. Um, and it, it seems to have worked out pretty good. Um, I guess I will hear more today or uh, Monday about how things turned out uh, when they were actually filming on, on set yesterday. Uh, always a bit worrying to, to see, you know, was the lighting okay? Was the, you know, did they get the angles they needed? Does the, does the space work for what they want? I mean, I mean, it's an office. It's a, it's a rectangle, right? But it had, it had some elements to it in the terms, in terms of the architecture to make it look a little bit more special. And then of course the, the, always the cherry on top is this, the set dressing that, that happens. Um, they, the set dressers always make, or decorators, I guess they like to be called decorators now. The, the set decoration that makes it, um, just makes it look, makes it look real. Makes it look like an actual office. You know, they actually put, you know, actual lights in there, actual fix, you know, fixtures and, and furniture and desks and paper and awards and, all this, all the stuff that one would see in an actual office, and they make they make it come to life. Now, I suggest some stuff, like I say, oh, well, we need a desk in here because it's an office. But they typically, to the most part, they they choose the appropriate furniture for it. They go out and they shop for it, and they really make it happen. They really make it look right. Um, there's only so much that I can do with the sort of architecture of a set to to make it say. Um, you know what it is, <laughs> especially when it comes to simple things like offices and, and bedrooms and such. They're they're just they are what they are when you, you move in there. And, and an office could be a bedroom, and bedroom could be an office. Which you know it's the way it is. Uh, you know this uh, basement set that I did earlier in the in the season, which also was kind of a, a large set that we opened up. I think on the first day of shooting. Um, it turned out quite nice and it looks great. Uh, films well, apparently, and the, the producers and the directors are very happy with it. It's, you know, it's kind of a large set, but uh, that's kind of what they need in order to be able to get good angles and to be able to see things. Like, once again, made to look really good by the set decorators and, well, and the scenic artists, the painters, um, and also, you know, the construction crew that, that, that build these things. But it's things like the paint job and the and the dressing that really sell. It's re they really sell the the architecture. I mean, otherwise, it's just a bunch of you know four by eight sheets of of, of uh, 
quarter inch plywood nailed to one by three um, pine sticks. Um, you know, propped up in a in a, an approximate shape. You know, there's a few other things that go into it. You know, I have to sort of show people what the I uh, what the architecture is, what the dimensions are, and the overall geometry and the the shape, and you know, kind of suggest the finishes and stuff like that. But in the end, it's I guess it's it's just a team effort. And um, anyway, yesterday's thing turned out really nice and it was kind of a, a good high to be on for the day i went over with the production designer to look at it in the morning and uh, he was very happy with it and and um very um um encouraging about you know you know saying good job it looks great that kind of stuff so uh it's nice it's nice to hear it's nice to have somebody you know acknowledge your work and, and say good job so I was on a bit of a high yesterday. It was nice, and uh, uh, it was a good a good way to to end out the day. To just sort of you know just say okay, see you later. And I'm going back in today to do a uh, to do a final pass on a on a um, an apartment set that I've been working on for the past few weeks. Uh, I think I may have been working on this when I was out at. Um, MMVH the or Marshall McLuhan Podcaster Roundtable, so that's the MMPR. Uh, I think at that time I had been working on um, executive offices for fictional people, and now I've sort of taken a similar viewpoint, design viewpoint, as uh, I was for those offices because they have been um, since cancelled. It's going to cost too much to build it for what they had written for the scenes. Um, it was going to be like a quarter million dollars or something like that. So I don't know if I can share this information. Please don't spread it around. Uh, so they decided, no, we would just, we'll either rewrite the scenes or we'll move them or, or whatever. So <laughs> I, I think that's a wise decision. Uh, as I was drawing it, I was like, boy, this is really expensive for the very little uh, dialogue and and scenes that we have for it um but okay <laughs> i'll keep i'll keep designing it i you know that's really to me that's the fun part i i like just doing the the model work and kind of coming up with something that looks kind of cool once i get it to to render um it doesn't for the most part really matter to me whether the the set gets built it just it it's that's the gravy, I guess. That's the the, the, the cherry on the top that to see see it actually come to fruition. But uh, otherwise, yeah. Just uh, what are you doing? This guy has a bag of food that he's holding out at arm's length as he's riding his bike up Kingston Road. Um, so there we go. Uh, that's a little bit of uh, what's going on with Doug at work, I guess. Um, so as I said, I'm in today. I'm, I'm a little late going in. Uh, I don't know what happened this morning. I got up nice and early. I think it's just that I ended up having a little cuddle with Clara on the couch uh, this morning. She got up as I was making her lunch. And uh, after I finished doing that and after she had her breakfast, I just kind of sat with her on the couch a little bit before leaving. Um, I think this has been a little bit tough for her uh, in the last couple months of me working just sort of leaving early in the morning and not seeing her until late at night. And I think she, she, it's starting to 
you know, show a little bit on her that just kind of misses me. So we have our moments where we sit and cuddle. Um, yeah, but then as I was leaving for, for work this morning, moving on to random thoughts, um, as I was leaving for work this morning and walking to my car, I saw that, like a very strange thing. I was, I just saw this like thing move by in my, uh, in my periphery, my peripheral vision. And I was like, what was that? And, and it was, it looked like a, well, looked like a ghost, (laughs) but what it was, was a, uh, like a sparrow flying through the air, but carrying like a torn piece of fabric in its, in its feet or maybe in its beak. I don't know as it was flying. So there was like a piece of fabric that must've been maybe 18 to 24 inches in length and probably somewhere in the area of, I don't know, three to three to four inches in width. Uh, I don't know what the thickness was cause I couldn't tell, but of course it's fabric. So it's probably, you know, in the area of a 16th of an inch thick. Uh, but like it was, it was torn and, and kind of looked like it was, uh, maybe like a, like a, fabric tie for like drapery or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it was just like a piece of a flag or who knows what it was. Uh, could have been some building building fabric or something like that. But it was flying through the air and so the, the, the trailing ends were all tattered. Tattered. Uh, you know, the strings were coming out and it was, you know, kind of fuzzy at the end and worn out. And then the, the leading end was it seemed to be, from what I could see in the brief moment that I saw it, seemed to be, you know, kind of the refined factory edge of the fabric. But it was just like that thing that I don't know what movie it was, or or, or was it a, a TV show or something of seeing uh, like these flying uh, ribbons of fabric uh, that were, you know floating around in the air that were ghosts and that I don't remember I remember I think I remember seeing that in some sort of movie or cartoon or or something and I saw it going by and it just freaked me out and I, I was like what the hell was that you could barely see the bird and it flew into a tree obviously it was making a nest or something like that found some good good material and so as I'm walking I just I just like I go whoa <laughs> and the my neighbor across the way had just come out of his house as well and was walking to his car and his car is parked behind my car. Uh, and I turned to him. I said, did you see that? He's like, what? I go, oh, there was a, like a sparrow flying by with a piece of fabric. Looked like a ghost. <laughs> his reaction was just like, really? Oh, okay. Uh, no, I didn't see it. I'm like, wow, that was amazing. <laughs> we just saw a ghost. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like, am, am I? Sometimes I feel like I'm observing more than maybe others around me at times. Uh, although there are times that I feel like I'm a lot less observant and I miss a lot of things. So that was a funny thing. More random thoughts. I had another random thought this morning as I was. Uh, I guess I was listening to a podcast. Um, 
I just started listening to it. And I'm trying to decide whether or not to continue listening to it. It's called Hello Internet. Uh, you may have heard of it. It's uh, CGP Gray or CPG Gray. I don't know what his real name is. Uh, he does videos, uh, YouTube videos that are quite good. Uh, CGP Gray and the what's the guy's name? Brady uh, from Number File, the uh, YouTube videos about math and stuff like that. So I like both of their videos. I think they're they're often very intriguing videos and informative and uh, entertaining. And so they have a podcast together that's called Hello Internet. And uh, I forget what they were talking about. I don't even know what it was that they were talking about that made me think this, but I think all of a sudden, I think one of them had maybe mentioned the word Google, I think. I don't even know if they had or not, but uh, it popped into my mind the, the use of the word Google as a verb that it took a while for that to happen you know when Google started uh, I don't know how long it took before people started saying you know they, they wouldn't say hey search for it on Google they would just say Google it which is interesting that you know here is a um, ad adoption of is it ad adoption? I guess it is the the taking over of like the changing of the meaning of a word, which was basically a brand name. It was Google, just like Kleenex. Um, whereas Kleenex has come to be known still as a a noun, more or less. I guess it is a noun. Can't be any more or less than a noun. Um, it's known as a noun. It's a brand name. It's a proper noun. But not only that, it's also just the noun in terms of another word for facial tissue. And um, I guess Google has kind of done this as well. But the weird thing about it is that it has turned into being used as a verb, you know, to Google something, is to search for something. And whether you're using Google or not to actually search for things, then, you know, it's like... I don't say uh, um, I, I what are they duck duck goad it you know <laughs> it's like oh I duck duck goad that <laughs> no no I didn't I searched for it on the internet and I, ow <laughs> you just fell on my face sorry about that you just fell on my face I don't know if you're still recording yes you are ouch damn it um punched me right in the nose <laughs> <laughs> Almost crashed the car. Uh, yeah. So what? What did I? What was I thinking about? Oh, so I thought that that was weird. Well, I mean, it's not that weird. I mean, we do it all the time. Look, we decided at some point to to use the word gift. The noun gift is a verb, and and that one really bugs me. That that just gets me. Let me gift that to you, or someone gifted it to me. No, they didn't gift it to you. They gave it to you as a gift. They gave you a gift. Please stop saying gifting something to someone. Please. But it, it, it raised a question in my mind as to... Um, let me just double check the recording now that I'm stopped. Are you still going? Yes, and you can still hear me. Um, what, what made me really uh, sort of start to think about the whole use of Google as a verb was, is this a, uh, an English-only thing? Uh, any of my... 
listeners, uh, if there are any still, who speak uh, different languages, like French, perhaps, um, or Mandarin, or Cantonese, or Russian, or German, or whatever. Is there, uh, like, has Google become a verb in your language or is it just English where we bastardize things like this Um, because I'd be interested to know that because like is it is it is it that English speakers are um, the rational ones do they is this done in other languages is or is is the are the rules of other languages so steadfastly set that we that you know one is unable to um, to change them? Do they do they change slower than the English language changes? I imagine that the you know the truth of the matter is it changes just as fast as the English language. Um, I imagine that things like you know it's got to be that the languages of, of billions of people people like uh, I, I guess to use the sort of overarching term Chinese is wrong but let's say what is it Mandarin is the the largest speaking or Cantonese I can't remember which one's the largest but you've got a lot of people speaking that and probably in this in number of various dialects within that but I imagine that when you have a lot of people speaking the language, it will tend to change uh, quicker than when you have fewer people speaking it because they're going to sort of uh, keep up with that same tradition. I don't know. I'm just kind of uh, spitballing here as I drive to work. Uh, But, you know, what would the verb, what would the, how would you... What are they? Well, how how do you even say the verbatize? How would you verbatize the word Google in in say French? Would it would it be a googlier? Would it be uh, Google? <laughs> Michel Google. Ah, bonjour. Je m'appelle Michel Google. <laughs> uh, and how do you conjugate the verb Google to Google Google? Or is it an, an R? Is a is it an RE verb? Googlera. Googlera. I, I, Googlier? <laughs> on Google. On Google. <laughs> on, and what's so? Je Google? Je Google? To Google? <laughs> Il Google? On Google? <laughs> El Google? <laughs> Vous Google? <laughs> Uh, that's funny, only to me. Uh, vu That sounds like some sort of dish. Oh, I'll have an order of the vu <laughs> What is vu <laughs> Oh, boy. What is that? That sounds like some sort of uh, meat thing. Uh, what's What would the meat component of vu be? Uh, this... This is this dish is the best example of North African vugugle I have ever had. <laughs> it's like hyena meat or something like that. Oh boy, vugugle. Or is that like a 
Okay. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. You had to sit through that. <laughs> this, this is what my brain does. It does this to me. And I try to share it with people, people like my wife, and, and she just shakes her head at me. Like, why? Why Why are you even sharing this with me? Can't you just keep that stuff inside? If I do, then I go insane. I burst at some point. <laughs> so that was my... like, And I, I swear, I thought about that whole idea of, you know, why... Why is Google suddenly a verb? Why is gift a verb? Uh, is this something that occurs in another language? I thought about it for probably a good 15-20 minutes this morning as I was making Clara's lunch. Uh, which, why does it take me that long to make her lunch? And why Why do I do it in the morning? Why don't... Oh, man. Present me is always so, so angry with past me. Because we always treat future me like a... Oh, we're just jerks to, to future me. Boy, oh boy. You know, future me, I'm very sorry for everything I'm about to do to you today. <laughs> oh boy, I just, I, I put, I just slough so many things off to, to future me to deal with. And you know what? There's a certain point when present me is just going to have had enough and just like throw my arms up and say, that's it past me. You you know but it's always going to be future me that ends up having the problem because we we we, we you know I, I slough off the the job to future me and if future me doesn't do it then then it's future me again that <laughs> that suffers <laughs> oh poor future me oh future future me future me future me it's like a. It sounds like a hero in a in an anime, a Japanese anime. Future me. <laughs> I think I have a. I have a protagonist for a. Uh, uh, my my follow up Neil Stevenson style uh, Snow Crash novel. <laughs> my cyberpunk novel with uh, present present me present me present me. Uh, or past me, past to me, <laughs> past to me, <laughs> and future me are the two characters, and it's only it's just me, it's just me. Oh, mind blown! <laughs> oh. Fun with Doug on the way to work in the morning, seven fifty-five on a crazy Thursday morning. Let me let's check in with Doug with the traffic report. Okay, here it is, Doug driving along to. The Gardner Expressway, everything looks pretty good near Colborne Lodge. We're tra currently traveling 100 kilometers an hour, and traffic's looking good. We got a little bit of congestion on the uh, eastbound Gardner as we approach South Kingsway and Lakeshore. We got a little bit of backup coming in that uh, heads on uh, towards the east because uh, uh, people are going into Toronto instead of leaving Toronto. All right, back up to you, Doug. Okay, thanks, Doug. Well, I, when did you become uh, uh, the cable guy? I don't know, but get her done! Okay. All right, so here we are, driving with Doug. Just driving to work. Driving to work. I listen to... That brings me to think... I. You have no idea what I'm talking about right now, do you? No. When I was a kid... Just in my saying, driving to work, okay? And I slipped into 
humming uh, what I believe is a Herb Alpert song that when I was a kid and I listened to WNIC radio out of Detroit in the mornings uh, at nighttime they had a show called Pillow Talk with Alan Almond that I would turn on to my clock radio and fall asleep to which was really weird because I really didn't I don't think I really actually liked the music they were playing but I liked Alan Almond's voice and I actually I did like the theme song for Pillow Talk Alan Almond's Pillow Talk so I would listen to that as I would go to sleep and then when I wake up in the morning there was the uh, WNIC morning show and it was just it was nice <laughs> to be an IC. Nice. Uh, it was it was a nice thing to wake up to. There was uh, some people on there that were relatively funny, but it wasn't crazy wacky morning drive time radio like you just sat through. Sorry, once again. Um, but they would do, you know, they would do what every other sort of morning radio show would do, I suppose, at the time, and that was they would do parody songs. And I, I guess it was one of the guys there that used to do it. But uh, I remember one of the ones that they did was called Driving to Work. And it was uh, done in the style of uh, I th- what I think was a Herb Alpert song. And it went... I believe that is driving, or not driving to work, a Herb Alpert song. And then, and of course, the the lyrics that this guy put into it was, all I can remember is, I'm driving to work. And then it would be the rest of the thing, anyway. So, every time I say to myself, or say to you, actually, because I don't really say it that much to myself, I usually say, while well, I'm driving to work, and the only person I talk to when I am driving to work is you, in fact, so aren't you lucky? But whenever I do say the words, I'm driving to work, I kind of always hear that song in the back of my head. All right, well, that's been me, Doug, your internet boyfriend, your best bud, your internet guru. No, your, what have I been? Your preacher? Your internet preacher. Your, your own personal... Googler. V- Googler. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Googler. It's until another day. <laughs>